I'm Jordan. And I'm Rosanna. And on this podcast, we explore how to take life off autopilot and relentlessly pursue a life worth living together. together. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 3 of the Relentless Pursuit Podcast, Family Meetings. Yeah, let's talk about family meetings or something that I think we've alluded to earlier in the podcast, but um, just more intentionally explore what is literally a meeting with your family and (laughs) how how that could play a role, how it's played a role for us, and also how it could potentially play a role for us, maybe for our listeners down the road too. Yeah, and then this is something that is a little bit newer to us, obviously, as the kids are getting older, just the capacity to like how to talk to the family and address everybody at the same time um, that moves beyond just like dinner conversation, which is lively and robust at our house. Um, but um, we've used this, I would say, multiple times in the last six, eight months. Um, and it's, you know, something that's kind of going to be a part of the dynamic moving forward. And so just kind of examining what it looks like for us, how we've used it, how you might be able to use it. Um, and obviously happy to hear feedback for how other people use it as well. Yeah, this is certainly not a new invention. You can find plenty of people who've been doing this for generations. Um, but I, I'm glad you brought up dinners because this is distinguished from like any ordinary conversation, like to call, like it, it feels like a, a little bit of, um, there's a bit of a formality to it. Well, there's it's an oxymoron, right? Because you don't you you just live with your family. Everything you do is just normal day to day interaction. But to have a meeting with your family feels like there's a lot more formality to it. And I would say that it is more formal. So because you have dinners and yeah, you just sit down, you eat, you talk about your day, we laugh, we yell at the kids, um, but we also we sing, <laughs> we dance, we spill. Exactly. A lot going on. All the things you're not supposed to do. But um, yeah, but you can't have, I think by definition, you can't really have a family meeting during dinner. No. Just just to like get into like what we're, what we're talking about here. Well, it's like if your boss wants to have a meeting with you or a client wants to have a meeting with you uh, and you're discussing business or, or something that's serious, it's usually not done over a cocktail or a meal. Yeah, let's go to happy hour and hash this out. Right, Maybe not could, at all. But... It's, you know, a focus time. Yeah. All right, so to kind of get into it, at least we, let's let's start with talking about what this is for us and how this kind of just originated for us, and then we can kind of talk through more of what it could be or what we want it to be moving forward. Okay, so you want just like a definition of what it is, or well, how would you define it? Yeah, because um, yeah, this is the, the Catapano family definition. I w- well, I would say the reason why we have a family meeting is to discuss some sort of family issue in a clear and organized manner. And so it's not necessarily always a problem, but it is something that is more serious. And so it's, it's not going to be lighthearted, but it's, it's something that needs to be discussed. Right. So at a time where you want everyone to be on the same page, you want everything to be clear. Yes. And so I think what it is, it's, it's ultimately a time set aside to promote some healthy communication. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk to you about this and it's, you know, we need to communicate something to you. Um, it can be about making decisions, solving problems, um, or setting expectations or even, and I don't want to say like teaching, but kind of. A little bit. Like, well, at least informing. Like, hey, here's here's what to expect. Um, I think all for the goal of encouraging a strong family relationship. And research shows that the better a family communicates, um, 
the stronger their family relationships, and then that results in happier and healthier family members. So it kind of all rolls into one. Right. I don't think we need research to tell us that. Well, but in case it's, you know, just not something. It's in question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this originated for us back in the fall, maybe last August, I want to say. And I, I think our original family meeting was um, just because I think it was toward, like towards the end of the summer where the kids are like super, like they're already bored of all of the summer, summer activities. They're ready to get back to school and a different sense of routine and structure. And then there just the respect and the obedience and just the general enjoyment of we had of being together as a family had really gone down. Uh, pretty significantly. So I think at some point, probably, I, was, I think I was fed up. I'm like, that's it. It's a family meeting. <laughs> so that's how this all started for us. And, um, but here's the, here's the format that we took. And this was, this was kind of spontaneous for us. Um, but then we've, we've used it more intentionally since then. And I think have a good platform moving forward. But it was like, we already said, like not at a mealtime. Um, I think it was in the evening, like after we had eaten dinner, we had cleaned up and then we're like, okay, family meeting. And so just a bare table. Yeah. Called everyone to a table. So everyone was like sitting in a hard seat, you know, like in their own seat, not touching anybody else, kind of focused on the person at the head. Right. And this was the six of us. So you can have, and we'll talk about extended family and, and meetings and, and whatnot, but this was me, Rosanna, and the four kids, including our three-year-old who has no idea what's going on. <laughs> um but he's st- he, like he still sat there, and I think he even participated too. I I don't recall. Um, but oh well, yeah, he doesn't want to be left out, and he wants to mimic what they're doing, so he took part. Yeah. Um. So you kind of need to start a meeting by talking about why you called the meeting. So I think you and I started, and this the meeting was weird because it, it's like basically me and you griping about the kids' behaviors to the kids. <laughs> to the kids. <laughs> And but like we tried to add like this adds like a, a level of, of ceremony instead of just yelling at the kids and punishing them, um, or griping about it one on one. Like we tried to like the, I think the the purpose was to address this as a family. Like let's let's be calm here, but let's acknowledge the truth that we're treating one another disrespectfully now. Like you kids are not getting along. Um, you're even saying things to like us, your parents, that you know are out of line and are whatever hurtful or disobedient or irresponsible. And so I don't remember a lot of the specifics of what was going on at the time, but I, I remember that instead of just like overreacting or, or getting fed up, like it was a chance to like more rationally approach an issue that we were having as a family and then try to talk through it together. So it started off as a bit of a lecture from me and you to just kind of set the agenda. But then we tried to transition it into a dialogue where we can say, why are we acting this way towards one another? What can we do to um, like and solicit the kids for input? Right. And so they, you know, this idea of open dialogue is obviously nothing new, but it's kind of like this go around method where we give everybody a chance to speak or respond. Um, and, you know, we, we had set the rules like, you know, we're going to talk, you're going to listen, there's no interrupting, there's no criticizing, there's no correcting or complaining, like this is a sit and listen time. And when it's your turn, we will let you know. And when it's your turn, you can speak, 
whether you answer the questions we've posed or you have something to say, that is the time that you can share. But again, there's no criticizing or complaining. It's just listen, just take it in. Right. Uh, You know, I've seen some people do like at sometimes at work meetings too. um, uh, There's like a, a token. And if you're holding that token, I believe we tried that and then it, that did not go well with the kids. Like if you're, you're at the talking stick or whatever it might be. And then they're playing and fiddling talking pillow. Damn it. And they're throwing it and they're dropping it and they're spinning it in their fingers. So like, I think that's the great thing about a family meeting is you have to do what works for your family. And we would have never done this when, you know, Jack was three and, and Leo was, you know, one and a half or, you know, even vice versa. Like well, our kids are too little to engage. Right. With, but they're right. right. Now. Roman is now a part of it because he's a part of the family. He's seeing something that his siblings never saw at that age. Um, but I also know any kind of talking stick or pillow would not work with three boys in the house. So like, you know, like the rules are the rules that work for your family. It's like Lord of the Flies where Piggy keeps grabbing the conch. She's like, I got the conch and you got to listen to me. Okay. That doesn't go well <laughs> for him does not go no, you're just talking about a bunch of boys together so but that could work down the road too like but i, I don't feel like we need that because then the kids started raising their hands and then there was still some they're still little and we tried to tried to lay a few basic rules like we're gonna we're gonna open up and like start the meeting but you know you can ask a question you can offer your input right and you know when i think about the family meeting um you know, I, I feel like no parent like wants to have to do that, but I feel like we're laying like the groundwork and some foundation for, for much bigger things. And so maybe it starts off with um, the kids are being disrespectful at home. And so we address it in a family meeting. Um, and then we use that in other, other circumstances this fall when your mom was sick. Um, well, th- this is where it became, became more important for us. Well, right. So like then the next time we had a family meeting, we're like, well, we're going to have a family meeting after dinner. And it was, I think our oldest said, uh-oh, what did we do wrong now? And we're like, well, it's not that kind of meeting. And so I think what's good is using the family meeting as a tool that a lot of things can be discussed. And it's not just bad behavior or it's not just sad news or it's like, you know, that it can be for happy things. It could be for planning purposes. It can be for like even just like like organizing and prepping like, hey, we've got people coming in from out of town and this is what we expect while they're here staying with, you know, like you can really use it for whatever topic you want to talk about. Um, But I guess what I, when I envision our kids even older than they are now, one of my, I think biggest fears as a parent is that like our kids at some point are going to make a mistake and whether they get in trouble or, you know, they borderline like harming themselves or someone else, um, I want our kids to always know that they can come and talk to us and tell us like what's really going on. I want them to know that we value honesty and, and integrity. I want to know that we're teaching them some like emotional intelligence where it's like, yes, I'm going to get in trouble for what I've just done, but it's more important to tell my parents what's going on and have them help talk me through it than it is to like hide whatever the problem is. See, but I think talking talking to us, the parents, is different than a family meeting. Because family includes your siblings too. I know, but I th- I think the point of just modeling this like healthy communication and whether th- the topic is good, bad, scary, or exciting, that they want to know that there's a sp- safe place where they can come and-, and tell you what's going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, but I, I mean, I certainly hope that they talk to us as parents, but um, I think the, the goal is to have that space where it's like, we're, we're in this together. Like I, I talk about, um, I tell the kids like we're a wolf pack. So you got to be able to gather with your pack and your parents are still in charge, but you can still get a great idea or a great source of encouragement from your sibling too. And so this goes back to how we were using this in the fall when, um, like before we went to go see my mom for the last time, uh, we sat down and just kind of had that upfront conversation with the kids. And then a month later, when we were having the memorial service and um, a lot of the family was coming in to town, just like telling them just what to expect so that it wasn't just so, I, I think the goal now is that they the, the kids are included and they're treated I wouldn't say as equals, but they're like, they're, but they're treated with, with the respect of like, you're, you're on the inside of this. We're going to give you all the information that we have up front. Your opinion or your questions matter. And this is the space. Like you can raise your hand and you can ask questions. And most of the questions they ask are just inane and annoying right now. Um, like, oh, will, will there be snacks there? Um, right. Or the things that kids are concerned with. Right. Or sometimes the solutions, like I remember Leo was full of ideas for like how to improve behavior around the household. But it's these, you know, I think he was like eight years old. Um, so he has like eight-year-old ideas. And it was like very complicated and, and ridiculous. He's like, what if we keep a list for each kid and it has all these different categories? And then if you do this, then that's one point. But if you do that, then that's three points. And then when you add up your points and then you – it was just this But you whole could take system. away points, but only on Thursdays and if you've eaten a banana already and yeah. Yeah. So it, it was – I mean, he con- concocted this whole system that you're like, that, that sounds – really great. And I'd love to implement that, except it makes no sense. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, but it's just fun, like allowing them that space to contribute and to explore and to be heard and, and to, to be seen, to be heard and hopefully feel like other people are hearing you or seeing you. Well, and I think it's ownership too, of like, yeah, you're, we are a family, but it's even though mom and dad are in charge, like, Everybody else still matters. Everybody else still has a role. Everybody else still has a part. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you're right. Like right now that it's important to do this with our kids now, but a lot of it is more the investment. Like these are almost dress rehearsals for some of the more significant conversations that we'll have down the road. Like certainly when they're teenagers or young adults, and there are issues that need to be brought to the family that we already have a forum um, that we're accustomed to, to make that happen. Well, and, you know, we've got one like preteen. So we're like, we're, we're parenting someone for the first time through a lot of changes, you know, changes, you know, through mid- middle school and puberty and, and all of that and phones and, you know, pretty soon it'll be driving. And, and, and so like, oftentimes we, we don't have the answers and we're not sure what's right. But like when we establish like what the rules are for the family and we tell them to the family, it's it's good because it helps keep us accountable for like what's fair and equal for everybody. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if you just make the decisions behind closed doors, sometimes you don't follow through, but, you know, kind of laying it out there is always good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my hope is that it gives the kids maybe a, a higher sense of agency where they, they do have a little bit more say or a little bit more control over what happens in the house, what the family decides to do or what happens to them. Um, and you had mentioned 
So I guess I'm kind of thinking of uh, like the, like what it could be. And one of the things would be that comes to my mind is that uh, it's not like you had said, it's not just about a problem that's come up or something negative where we need to break the news in a somber sort of way, but it could be celebratory. Like I am thinking of when, um, when Jack won that character award, whatever it was like a year ago or so, like just, like giving it's a degree of, of ceremony and formality where we can sit down and like make the big announcement to the kids, even if they knew already, you know? Um, and, and then, then go out for ice cream or something more traditional um, or any other, any other like big news for your, for your business, right. Or for just something that we're experiencing as adults. Um, I'm also thinking about like just family decisions, like, we want to go on vacation this year. Well, what if we sat down and shared like, here's, here's the three options for vacation. Like let, they're all, they're all good options. What do you kids actually want to do? And just giving them a space to like talk that through, to ask questions, to kind of weigh for themselves. And then the problem with that is that no one we ever always agrees. disappoint somebody. Yeah. yeah. Three options. We have, you know, three different people pick three different things. Um, but even getting them to be part of the conversation. I mean, ultimately, it's kind of like as a leader, whether you're like in business or in, you know, wherever you work, like sometimes you already know what the answer is, but you you kind of let the other people in the group like steer the decision there, even though you know where you're ultimately going. Um, but like, you know, these are the some of the trips we've taken in the past. These are the things, these are the places you've liked the most you know, what did you like about those places? And then, you know, like letting that be a springboard to, well, like, what are some options maybe that we could do this summer that might be exciting? I mean, you know, we do that with, you know, family trips or, you know, family fun Fridays or, or what, whatnot, but like they get to be a part of it where they, they do, they feel that sense of agency in the family and like that their voice is heard. Yeah. I also have a couple other things that I would imagine like this would turn into one is that, um, I would I would like for anyone to have the ability to call a family meeting. Okay, I like that. Right? Can you imagine a few years from now one of the kids is just like going through something they're like, "Man, like I really want to like just bring this up with my family. I feel like they should know or they should help me." I'm calling a family meeting. Yeah. Right. They they see something at school or they see something with a friend and it's it's whether it's it's good or bad or upsetting. And then they want to talk about it. Like, you know, I want to I, something happened today. I, you know, I saw this happen. I want to talk to you guys about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one thing I'm not looking forward to, I'm, I'm assuming that this will come up at some point. But um, I <laughs> once they're like young adults, I, I don't want to play the role of any sort of um like arbitrator in a dispute between the kids. We do that now. We're like, well, we do it, it now because they're up little with a per- kids. Take yeah. it up with the person that offended you. Can you imagine like, yeah, have a meet, have a family meeting and now, you know, all the siblings get to air these grievances against one another. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you know what, guys, sort this out. Well, and I think that that's, you know, those are the parameters you set when a family meeting. If you have something that someone's bothering you about, like it's up to you to like resolve it between the two of you. If b- the between the two of you, you can't resolve it, then you can pull in a parent to consult. But that, yeah, we're not here to like error dirty laundry or error grievances about how everybody has wronged you and in all the wrong ways. Like, you know, you've got to take some sense of ownership about your behavior and how you've contributed. And that, that's for, for people to figure out. But I mean, ultimately, a family meeting should be short. It should be well-planned. There should be a goal. And you should have your main points outlined, right? Like no one wants to sit through an hour family meeting or a half hour family meeting. 
just just by it's, the person the who's in any other meeting well, right, right like, just by everybody who's <laughs> leading it like you know like having this you know 25 point presentation and like what's the ultimate goal like the kids are misbehaving or they're being disrespectful okay so like what's what's the goal we want to stop that behavior here are some of our main points so like going in knowing what you want to talk about you know if you're a single parent it's just you um if you're you know a couple you know and you can kind of divide and conquer or play good cop bad cop or like whatever it might be um it's probably good to have both people on board and even if one person isn't necessarily the best communicator i think it it definitely shows kids that like everyone is a part of the conversation and you don't have to be the most polished person in the group to express your feelings yeah so that those are just a few of the things like we've we've really only done this a handful of times, but I'm, um, and not that it's a new or, or fancy thing that we've contrived, but like, I'm, I'm kind of like proud of the foundation that we're trying to lay for our kids and just for the way that we communicate and address things together. And then moving forward, we have that platform that we can use to address more significant things. Yeah. I mean, definitely plenty of room to grow. I'm sure there are books about this that we could even look into. I didn't even think about Googling anything. I didn't look up any done. books. Yeah. Cause it doesn't seem like overly complicated. Maybe there are like other considerations to address too. Maybe it depends on what your family's going through or what needs to be said or, or the ages of your kids or, you know, even the fact that we have an 11 year old uh, and we have a three year old, um, you know, we did, we did have a very informal family meeting, um, I believe regarding some things um, when things were kind of racially charged a couple summers ago with like Black Lives Matter and and all of that. I remember like having a conversation about that. We also, what else do we have something about Um, when when they were pulling troops out of Iraq and we were talking about good guys and bad guys. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah, The kids had a lot of questions and so a good chance to talk through some of those things together. So, you know, even if it's just things that they're hearing about, like, in the media, um, you know, our kids go to school and there's no shortage of conversation, apparently, mm-hmm. at the lunch table and on the bus about pop culture and um, Can't stand, hot topics yeah. and all of that. And so when they come home with something, um, you know, sometimes it's it's just a real raw moment where we're suddenly addressing, you know, the war in Afghanistan and uh, bad guys and where they're hiding and being nuked out and, you know. I mean, just yeah. some crazy stuff. Yeah. Fourth graders especially are no shortage of expertise in all these areas. And drama. You know, apparently, yeah. Um, but I, I think also, like, there's there's a degree of formality to family. So you can't just call one all the time because then everything is like this, this big formal uh, conversation that we have to hash through and sort through and we have to be super serious about it. And that that's kind of ridiculous, too. So it's almost like a tool that you have to use more like a scalpel at very precise moments. Wow, that was intense. Like a scalpel. But I'm thinking of the like the many informal moments too, where like you're we're helping one of our kids get ready for school, right? Or just playing a family game and then a topic comes up and we can just more more casually like a teachable moment. But yeah, having those teachable moments, like th- those are just as if not more important as well too. So I don't want to lose sight of you know, all of the, the range of opportunities that we have for good conversation, um, whether it's over a meal or on a bike ride or on a vacation, or whether it's like more formally set up to address something. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's time, place, topic. You know, I'm just, you know, thinking of, I only have one girl. And so I'm going to have to have, you know, that the conversation with her about her changing body at some point. That's not a family meeting. That's not a family meeting. You know, no. that's just that. That one on mom, you know, mom and daughter experience where it's, you know, 
might start over ice cream and, you know, end over shopping at Claire's. But like, you know, whatever whatever that is, is we do have all of these opportunities um, to teach our kids um, and to influence them. And this is just one of the ways that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, one thing that we're interested in exploring a little bit more, if anyone listening has done family meetings with really like any age kids, or maybe as a child or even as a young adult, you've done these with your extended family. Like we'd be curious to know about that as well. Um, I, I think that there's opportunity. It depends on the topic and, and to the issue at hand that you would bring in like someone else, whether an extended family member or just someone outside to come in and, and share information or help the family walk through a given discussion. What about when our kids have like serious, serious uh, girlfriends or spouses? Do you call a family meeting for that? Well, not for that, but are they included in the meeting? I think that's a decision based on your family, based on what you're talking about. I can't imagine my parents calling a family meeting saying like, I feel like together as a family, there's something that we want to discuss, you know, whether it's good, bad or ugly and saying, Rosanna, you can come. John, you can come. Anthony, you can come. No significant others. You're right. Well, like, at this point, I, I mean. Well, exa- that's my point. Yeah. But for, in some families, that might be the most appropriate thing. And so, again, that depends on the family, the situation, the relationships. And maybe what it would make an interesting story. Like, what if you're the spouse who's like left out of a family meeting because there's like this like hidden like family secret, and then you like the movie is them slowly uncovering this. Sounds like mafia. The the family, yes, it could be something like that. You know, that could be the the plot of the next uh, next Netflix thriller. There you go. Yeah. Um, So like we were saying, we're interested in learning more about this as well. So this is more of a straightforward, uh, a shorter conversation uh, with all of you that um, we just wanted to share something that has worked for us and that we're still kind of developing and and trying to utilize as a family ourselves. So share your thoughts or share your experiences with us. And we're always interested in telling you what's going on with us um, in the hopes that you can teach us a little bit more. Thanks for joining us this week, and we will see you next time. If you've got a little extra time, head on over to iTunes, and you can leave a five-star rating and a review, and you can also subscribe. All right. Thanks so much for joining us this week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope you'll use this conversation as a starting point for your own. We hope you're encouraged to think and act more intentionally. If you want to learn more, you can visit our website, therelentlesspursuitpodcast.com, where you can find notes on today's show, plus additional blog posts, and you can subscribe to our free members list. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Facebook and Instagram are two great places to connect with us for daily doses of our quotable quotes, behind the scenes, and real-time photos, videos, and challenges. Until next time, let us know how you are taking life off autopilot and relentlessly pursuing what matters.